Welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast, Super Bowl edition. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Our final Eagles Live Podcast before Super Bowl 52. The Eagles finishing their obligations with the media on Thursday. So a long week of questions and interviews and fun and games with the media, and it can be exhausting, is over. So now all sights set on the Patriots and how to win this Super Bowl for the Eagles, the first, of course, in franchise history. The Eagles practicing at the University of Minnesota, very pleased with their accommodations, working on things like coming out of the locker room for the second half after a longer-than-usual halftime in the Super Bowl with all the entertainment that goes on. A normal halftime is 13 minutes. This can go as long as double that, so the players need to figure it out in terms of getting their bodies and their minds ready for the second half. Doug Peterson has addressed that in his practices, along with a lot of things. And so in this Eagles Live podcast, we want to take a look at some of the human elements on this football team, including an interview with punter Donnie Jones, 14 years in the NFL, and he's finally in the Super Bowl. We're also going to talk to some coaches about the X's and O's. John Filippo, quarterback's coach, will talk about Nick Foles and getting him ready for Super Bowl 52. And linebackers coach Ken Flagel will talk about getting ready for the Patriots and the inevitable nuances that they will introduce from an offensive side, including something that's been talked about a lot this week, the no huddle, up tempo. How will the Eagles prepare for that? We'll also talk about Winning in the trenches, the Eagles feel like they've got an advantage over the Patriots on both lines of scrimmage, and we'll get some national perspective from some NFL network analysts. But first, LeGarrette Blunt, Eagles running back, a former Patriot, puts this all in perspective. The Eagles' mission is to win a Super Bowl. We want to go down in history, not just in, in Philly, but in the NFL as, as Super Bowl champs. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure that, you know, we give ourselves the best chance to get that. And now let's go to the offensive line. Lane Johnson up at the podium here in Minneapolis talking first about Nick Foles and what makes him tick. And then I had a chance to talk to Lane about playing winning football along the offensive line. It's always pretty mellow in the huddle, so always always maintains poise. So I really don't see much change from it, even though it is, yes, a big stage. But yet still, what game, what, 1924s? So just a nice game up. Lane, you glad that the offensive line is getting the recognition that it's gotten this year? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I just wish that, you know, offensive linemen in general across the league that people don't understand what they do in the game. All they see is quarterbacks and receivers and running backs making plays. They don't understand that the game is won in the trenches, not to be self-absorbed, but that's a fact of life. That's why people take a lot of pride in drafting good offensive linemen and good D linemen because that's what wins games. Why is this offensive line growing so well together? We have some very smart guys in Kelsey and Wiz, guys that could definitely be a coach, you know, right now if they wanted to. So as far as Jason Peters going down, we have guys with a lot of knowledge that can help bring V along. Brandon's a veteran helping me and a guy with just pure size and athleticism that not a whole lot of people have on the, just walking the planet. So just a lot of good things coming together. Uh, one good nucleus and we have a really good offensive line coach loving to death and he loves us so that's why we play hard for him. From last year to this year the relationship with you and Brandon and your improvement together, can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean we've been friends, I mean ever since he came here uh, hit it off. As far as off the field I think we're very similar. Just how we grew up how we approach the game, our mindset so as far as being with him, it's like having another brother on the line. Not to sound cliche, but, you know, we have a good chemistry on the field and off the field. So when you have that, it just makes it that much easier for you. On the defensive side of the ball, 
And Brandon Graham understands that the only way to beat the Patriots is to get after number 12 quarterback Tom Brady. The Eagles intend to do exactly that with a deep, talented, and relentless defensive line. You know, we got a bunch of unselfish guys. We got a lot of guys that go out there and actually work on their technique and detail their work and uh, know what they're doing. You know, uh, I think, you know, our coach does a great job as far as challenging us every day, giving us a goal to, you know, kind of accomplish for the day. You know, it's been consistent. And I think when you be consistent, you know, great things only happen. And I think a lot of guys believe in our room. You were so excited when Jim Schwartz came here last year because it was a chance for the defensive line to get turned loose. Has it gone according to your dreams? Oh, yeah. It's just like I, I you know, picked up where I left off uh, when I seen him last in the senior bowl. I learned the defense pretty good and the way I played my football, it fit, you know, and I think, you know, it's just, I picked up right where I left off and then, you know, we had a bunch of good guys on the team they brought in and, you know, it just gelled well. Do you believe this game will be won in the trenches? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a big one right there because they know, you know, we're coming and I know they got a plan for us, you know, up front and we just got to make sure we don't get frustrated and just keep going out there and uh, executing and get the time. Okay, now let's get a little coach speak going. John DeFilippo, Eagles quarterbacks coach, has really helped the development of all three quarterbacks on the Eagles roster. Quarterback Carson Wentz, of course, injured in December. Up stepped Foles, thrown into the mix, started off a little rusty. And as DeFilippo explains, well, it's very obvious why Foles was rusty. He simply hadn't taken many reps. A long conversation with quarterbacks coach John DeFilippo. You know, people forget now, Nick missed all training camp and didn't play a lot. And he didn't play a ton in Kansas City last year. So it takes some time to knock the rust off a little bit. You know, from a footwork standpoint a little bit, pocket pocket movement standpoint. But I think that takes some feel. I do. I think that takes some time to get some feel down. And I think that uh, the last couple weeks you've seen him move in the pocket, buy himself some time, where I think he was just trying to get the ball of his hand maybe a little bit too quick against the Raiders. But, I mean, people forget now he played pretty good against the Giants. So when you haven't played a ton and, you know, missed all training camp, you know, your play has a chance to be a little bit spotty at times. Have there been quicker throws, quicker reads to allow him to get in that rhythm that he often talks about? Well, I think, you know, getting to we've tried to get Nick into a rhythm. There's a bunch of different ways to get a quarterback into rhythm. A couple quick passes. If you start out running the football, right, if you run the football well early in the game, I mean, that settles the quarterback down. It's like, okay, I'm going to have a run game to back me up today. The defense playing well, which our defense has been playing lights out. So a lot gets overblown about the short passing in this. There's a lot of ways to get a quarterback comfortable in the game early and I think the last few weeks that you've seen him play well we've done those things we've run the football we've stayed patient with the run we've gotten the ball of his hand and our defense has played fantastic there's such a high variance with his play and when he's spoken to us he emphasizes that word rhythm um, do you see that and, and do you try to do things early in the game or I guess Doug and Frank early in the game to get that rhythm that you just spoke about no doubt and you know part of the deal is getting the concepts up early that he really feels comfortable with and he's very vocal about that to myself to Frank and to Coach Peterson, you know, he's not afraid to tell us what he likes. I like that trait in quarterbacks. And so he's been great with that and communicating with us in terms of what he likes and what he doesn't like. I think that's why you're seeing a better product on the field the last round. What was the biggest challenge be on Sunday? What would the Patriots what weakness will they try to attack? Well, that's a good question. You never know how another team views you. You never know how another team views you. You never know how another team views a player. So we'll know early on what they're trying to do, but I can't pinpoint how they view us, you know, obviously. So, but we'll know early on what they're going to try to do. Is there a lot of pre-snap, post-snap movement that makes them so tricky? I mean, what makes them so 
difficult. They're very gap sound. They're well coached. They do a great job of stemming in and out of their jam package, which is their bear. They do a great job of their three down odd bugs package and bringing different guys. They sprinkle in the double A package and they bring a decent amount of that and, and show you a variety of looks of that. So, you know, the thing with them is you just got to know what kind of game like they view it as. What do you look for from Nick from a personality standpoint, composure standpoint, 10 minutes before kickoff? And Nick's going to be Nick. He's a pretty even-keeled guy. He's going to be himself. Some guys I've coached in the past, you have, as personally as the position coach, have to really kind of calm him down a little bit. Nick's not like that. He's going to be himself, and, uh, you know, that's a really very positive trait that he has. What's the process like John, Nick, assuming the, the role of the guy, the quarterback, not in his mind, he had to become the quarterback yeah. not temporarily taking it from Carson. What was that process like getting into that point? I think it was very beneficial that he'd been the starting quarterback in this city for this team before. You know, I think it would have been a little bit harder. People love the Eagles here, and rightfully so. I mean, we have the most passionate fan base in the National Football League. So there's some pressure of being the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no doubt. So I think a big piece of his smooth transition was that he had done the job before in this city and won football games for our football team. So I think it made it a much smoother transition than it would have been for quarterback X if he had not been here before. Would this all happen without the bye week? I think so. I mean, it's hard to answer that. You know, not. What was so beneficial about the bye week? I think it gave us a chance to catch our breath. It had been a long season. It had been an emotional season, losing Carson, losing Jason Peters, Jordan Hicks, Jaron Sproles. You know, uh, it had been an emotional season for us. So I think it kind of gave us a chance to sit back and take a breath and really hone in and self-scout ourselves a little bit to get ready for the playoffs. This is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. When you've got a quarterback, you've got a chance. The Eagles have a quarterback. Oh, do they ever. And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadaro. And on the defensive side, linebackers coach Ken Flagel discussing the Patriots and the possibility of their no-huddle offense. Well, they do such a good job of mixing personnel groups. So, you know, making sure that you've got your right personnel group on the field because they don't give you a lot of time to get that organized. And then I think the other thing that they do real well, Dave, is how they place their receivers. You know, they do a good job of putting the backs outside, inside, move the wide receivers around. So they're always making sure that you're on your game as far as making sure that you've got your right guy on their right guy, so to speak. And they make you do it in a very fast and hurried way. So that's part of the exercise of making sure that you can get lined up right against the Patriots. How do you practice that? How do you get it right in two weeks? Well, you just continue to work it. You know, we've had a lot of walkthroughs and we make sure that those things are addressed in practice as far as making sure that we get reps on that type of thing. But it's not a one-day deal. It's just a, you build it and you rep it. And, uh, you know, we've had probably three days of walkthroughs just with the DBs, the linebackers and the DBs, versus all their formations just to make sure that we can get lined up and be on the right people. Do you anticipate, Ken, seeing things that you haven't seen all year from the Patriots? Oh, absolutely. You know, I worked a season with Josh McDaniels, and Josh is a bright guy. I mean, he'll study us, and he'll dissect us, and he'll say, hey, this is where the Eagles are weak, and he'll have a good plan for us. And then, you know, the, our exercise will be is how fast can we adjust to it? You know, just like there'll be things that he'll see from us that he hasn't seen before that he'll have to adjust to. So it's always a chess game, as you know, and uh, having the ability to make quick adjustments and be on the money and hopefully not get gouged by the time you see it and you make the adjustment, that'll be the Punter Donnie Jones has been one of the very best in the NFL in his 14-year career. He's finally made it to the Super Bowl. What does it mean for Jones? A conversation with Eagles punter Donnie Jones. Can you put in perspective what it means to be at this point in your career and get to the Super Bowl? 
Well, you know, it's really special for all the time I put in, all the teams I've been on, all the sacrifices, families made, moving here and there, traveling, the practicing, the stress, the good games, the bad. And, you know, now here 14 years later, all that work, all that time I put in is finally paying off. So it means the world, you know, after 14 years, I have an opportunity to play for World Championship. How would you describe this week for fans who are so curious about what happens behind the scenes? It's been a really fun week. You know, I've really just been trying to take it all in and enjoy each moment we have here, all the different things, you know. From opening night was really something special when they introduced our team as an NFC champion and meeting with the media and you know, being here with these guys, a special group that, you know, I feel this team has a special bond. For everything we've been through this season, losing the guys we lost and having the guys fill in for them and the resiliency of this group, and to just be able to be here and share this moment with these group of guys is really something special. Join the inaugural Eagles Autism Challenge, a cycling run-walk event to fund autism research. It's a day for the entire region to become a team. Have fun and together advance autism research. For more info, visit eaglesautismchallenge.org. And now for some outside perspective from the NFL Network, former Giants offensive lineman Sean O'Hara talking about the keys to victory he believes will come in the trenches pressure on the quarterback well look nobody's done a better job getting pressure on the quarterback than philly how why are they doing that well they're doing a great job pushing the pocket on the inside obviously with fletcher cox and timmy jernigan what a great pickup he's been but when you get edge pressure as well there's nowhere to go so i think one of the things that they've done a great job they've got more than two or three guys being able to rotate guys you know when you bring in chris long and and now you can move brandon graham down inside that's kind of like what we did with justin tuck early on in super bowl 42 put him inside now you put a, a kind of a quick twitch guy on a guard Guards aren't used to that. They're used to blocking the big 300-pound D lineman. So that's a changeup. And I think, you know, Philly's done such a great job of the pressures and the forced fumbles. 15 forced fumbles by this team, four of them by Chris Long. Chris Long, to me, is kind of the X factor. And he's going up against his former team, which everybody says, oh, that's great. But how about this? Cam Fleming, guess who he probably went up against in practice every day last year? Exactly. Cam Fleming, because he was the backup. So that's who Chris was going up against. So if Adrian Waddle's able to play, I know he's got a banged-up knee, but that's great familiarity. I think you've got to love that if you're Chris Long going against your former team. You mentioned the O-line. To me, the Eagles rushing offense is not getting enough credit. Everybody's talking about the defense and how they stop. When you look at the rushing attack, they've been so explosive. They led the league this year in runs over 10 yards. They've got 56 of them. And it's not just power football. It's different schemes. It's wham plays. They're pulling Lane Johnson. They're getting guys in space. I still think back to, I think it was week four when they played the Chargers. You go out to LA, they shut down Bosa and Ingram. All right, no sacks. And then with six minutes and 44 seconds, I think, they get the ball. And they don't give the ball back to Phillip. They close the game out. That's hard to do. That's how you beat Tom Brady. Don't let him have the ball with six minutes to go in the game. That's a win. Jim Schwartz's scheme, you played against it, I imagine. Yeah. What makes it so successful? Yeah, the penetration is obviously huge. You know, penetration will kill any run game, any run play, no matter what you do. So, you know, you end up trying to run a lot of traps, you know, try to let them get up the field and then crease them that way. But where that wide nine technique, you know, I know you guys have probably talked a lot about that. That puts so much stress on your tight ends. If your tight ends can't hold up against that wide nine, you're not running the football. And they teach them to attack the running back through the tight end. So they're basically pressing the tight end into the backfield. That constricts the running lane. So it makes it really hard to run the football to the tight end side. That's why it's a great matchup because the Patriots, their tight ends, they do a great job blocking. Obviously, Gronk, everybody talks about him as a blocker. He's really good. But the other tight end that nobody talks about is Dwayne Allen, right? They picked him up this offseason. I think they traded for him. He has been really good in the run game. Hasn't caught a lot of footballs, but they do a great job when they go to their two and three tight end formations of blocking those defensive ends. Sean, 
Sean, can the Eagles win this game on Sunday? And if so, how do they do it? Yeah, they can. You know, I think the run game obviously is going to be a big factor. You know, you don't want to be in third and long, obviously, but their offensive line has been so athletic this year. Lane Johnson, one of the best tackles in the game. They've survived Jason Peters going down. I think, obviously, Nick Foles has got to play a clean game. You can't give the Patriots anything. You know, it's so hard to win against them if you give up any turnovers, but I like what Foles has done. I think the, you know, his play action ability, he's done a great job with the slants. He's done a great job with the receivers and with Nelson Aguilar. To me, the key is in the red zone. He missed Zach Ertz twice in the red zone against the Raiders. Those are, I mean, Zach Ertz got eight touchdowns this year, seven of them worth wins. Only one with Foles. They've got to find a way. They were the number one ranked red zone offense. Got to find a way to score touchdowns. They can't kick field goals and beat the Patriots. How will Doug Peterson and the offensive coaching staff formulate a game plan to attack Bill Belichick's defense? Well, here is Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame quarterback, talking about the Eagles and the matchup against the New England defense. I really think this is a good matchup for the Eagles. You know, I love their offensive line. You could argue it's the best offensive line in the league. When you look at the Patriots, they haven't necessarily been great in their front seven. They haven't been great at pressuring the quarterback without, you know, bringing extra guys. So I think that all lends itself to success up front. And then I look on the edges. New England loves to play man coverage. I mean, if I'm Nick Foles coming into a Super Bowl, haven't played a lot of football, man, or if I'm any quarterback, really, I want to see man coverage. I want to say, man, I know what I'm going to get. I'm not going to be confused by a whole bunch of different things that they throw at me. Now the bottom line becomes, where are my matchups? How can we create matchups? And I have to make the tight throw or I have to make the tough throw versus man coverage. But I like that scenario for Nick Foles better than going against uh, you know Bill Belichick and you're seeing all these different looks like they've done in the past with more experienced players. I think he's going to see it basic looks. They're going to say, we're going to do what we do. We're going to do it really well like we have all year long. And you're going to have to out-execute us. But if I'm a quarterback, I like that scenario. Kurt Warner, thanks so much for joining us. And that will do it for this Eagles Live podcast, Super Bowl edition. Thanks so much to Brian Thomas for putting it all together. And thanks to you for joining us each and every time we've had a podcast. We've had a great deal of success this year. We'll be back next week as we wrap up the season after the Super Bowl. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying, have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly.